Welcome to the Pain Solutions Podcast. Dr. Wayne Fimister is a family physician with a special interest in chronic pain, whose passion is finding solutions for this epidemic problem facing one-third of the adult population. He is a clinical associate professor at the University of British Columbia in Canada and has developed one of the first online medical trigger point injection courses for doctors and nurse practitioners, a technique that is easily learned and implemented into the medical office of any doctor or nurse practitioner treating chronic pain. To get free access to Pain Solutions newsletter, blogs, and to register for his online course, simply register at www.waynefimister.com. On the podcast, Dr. Wayne brings together experts from various segments to share with you how they solve people's pain problems and how you can get this treatment too. And now, here's your host, Dr. Wayne Fimister. Well, hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us today on this very special episode of the podcast show. My very special guest is Dr. Alan Miller. Welcome, Dr. Miller, or otherwise known as Alan. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Wayne. It's a pleasure to be here, and I'm honored. Your, uh, your reputation precedes you. I've listened to your show, so thank you very much. Oh, you're most kind. So, Dr. Miller is a chiropractor. He's worked with the Olympic U.S. team track and field on many occasions. He's an expert in his field and has done lots of things in his career. So, Rather than me going through a few things, Alan, please give us a synopsis of your past and where it got you to today. I've had a kind of an interesting life. I grew up in a small town called Glendale, California, which is outside Los Angeles for about 20 miles. It's an idyllic town. My father was a Los Angeles police officer, quite a famous one at that. So I had never really been introduced to cannabis or anything like that. And anything I had is I accompanied my father sometimes at work. And these were in the days when people were getting 20 years for a joint back in the day. Anyway, I was trained to be a policeman. I went on the police department. I was a bodyguard in my early youth for everybody from Dinah Shore to Farrell Fawcett to Jerry Garcia. I had gotten away. I was celebrity bodyguard and, and did that. And during this time, also, I rode horses, which is really not congruent to uh, chiropractic either, except as a patient. So I suffered many injuries and, and so on. I went to chiropractic. I got hurt working for Jerry Garcia. As a matter of fact, I got stabbed working for Jerry Garcia, protecting from a guy on PCP. And I said, that's it. I can't take it. And I went to chiropractic college. Went to chiropractic college. I, I majored in sports medicine, took a lot of courses in it by luck and habit. I met a guy from Sierra Leone, an athlete at a track meet. I adjusted him. And the next thing I knew, I was in uh, Nigeria at the All-Africa Games, and I really didn't come back for about eight years. I was over there training athletes and Olympic athletes, uh, track and field athletes in Africa for a number of years. So, And then I did, of course, the 92 and 96 Olympics. And then I worked with the NFL Players Association, baseball, you name a sport, I was in it. Anyway, um, I have chronic pain. And um, so now I don't treat anymore. I'm a consultant. I developed a formula, CBD formula for chronic pain, PTSD, and opioid dependence in injured workers, and I actually got it approved by workers' compensation insurance companies. So it's no out-of-pocket expense, and I know that's kind of a big deal down here. I'm the first to get it approved by a workers' compensation insurance, and we've had amazing luck treating those problems. And uh, I, I look at this in both ways, both as a physician and as patient zero. A horse went down in the mountains, uh, crushed both my feet and broke my legs. I had to ride the 12 miles out. Uh, took seven surgeries to relearn to walk again. 
And uh, I got dependent on opioids just like my patients had. And uh, that's how I developed the formula. I was an expert witness for several insurance companies, fraud and soft tissue. And uh, one of the insurance companies said, hey, listen, we're looking to get into this information. If you develop a, a program, we'll, we'll implement it. It took me two and a half years to implement it based on all my experiences. And we've had an amazing success rate, about 78% titrating people off of opioids and into being functional again. And uh, we're really proud of that. It makes me feel good. I, I say this somewhat jokingly, but I'm not. It's one of the first times that not only can we help the patient, but everybody can make money and we can save money. And, and it works for everybody all the way around. And we're doing a good thing. Okay, wonderful. Nice little introduction here. Just warming up. Thank you, doctor. <laughs> so let's go into this program, the CBD formula. First, let's talk about the chronic pain. What is this? We, I learned a lot about chronic pain from my own experiences, obviously. But one of the things that we saw and that was in and on PTSD is disruption in the neurocommunication tissue. And we found with studies that, and it was an incidental study, that CBD actually healed the communication tissue in the brain. So PTSD, those fibers, that corpus callosum, that track of nerves that goes from one part of the brain to the other, so the images can be resolved, subsequently gets healed up. Well, the body does everything the same way as you know, and we saw doing it the same way with CBDs. Inflammatory process, in fact, just didn't know when to shut off after an injury. Opioids, of course, had a lot to do with that addiction. It took away, stripped all of the minerals and vitamins out of the system, making it that neurocommunication issue hindered and chronic pain ensued. We found that with CBDs and marijuana, both, they were able to titrate off opioids without any withdrawal symptoms within 120 to 180 days, without any withdrawals and without having to go to rehab or anything else, without any communication. Pretty amazing stuff. So, the, so you've given us a bit of insight into the science and the brain and, and how it actually works, and that, that makes sense. Now, let's go deeper into the CBD, though. So are we talking different concentrations of this? Are we talking different formulations, different ways of administering it? I did, and that's a great question. We took a very psychological approach to this, and the brain's a funny thing, and we looked at a lot of smoking cessation. I have a psychologist on staff. I also have a pain management doctor on staff, and that's kind of my go-to team. We constantly discuss these things. The biggest part of it is a lot of it was the addiction process is, is very Pavlovian. They're addicted to not being in pain. They're looking for euphoria, but they're not getting it from a patient standpoint. And I can say that personally, because I was. What CBDs do is it's a natural endorphin, and it kills the pain naturally, just like your body's supposed to. And then it kind of edges out the opioids out of the receptor sites, and then they're free-floating, and you get rid of them. But the brain reacts normally. The brain reacts like it's supposed to. The CBDs attract the natural vitamins and minerals in the body and it helps the body heal up naturally. So, which of course the opioids destroy the body in a lot of multiple different ways. For everybody that we titrate off of opioids, just so you understand, we save the insurance companies save a half a million dollars and the patient lives longer, almost by 10 years. It's substantial the amount that we're able to help. Okay, so how are your patients getting this? treatment? We're a direct referral source from the insurance companies. So we work with the treating physicians and we put them on our program. And there's three phases of that program. 
first we look at all their records and we go through them with a fine tooth comb. We look at their DNA, any addiction problems, anything like that. So we know which way to go on that. And some people just will not be able to be part of the program, just will not be a success. However, 80 to 90% of them are. Right now we have a 78% success rate, so we're very happy. So our first phase is testing, getting ready. We test the metabolism rates. We see what's best absorbed in the body, and then we, uh, we dose accordingly. And we sit in fairly high. We sit into about 120 to 140 milligrams of CBD per day. Okay, so that's phase one. And then what's phase two? The main thing that we need to do is we need to trick the brain. There's one thing that I learned that we were talking about, you and I, is that the brain has to be happy. That's what my psychologist told me. The brain has to be happy. It'll do anything to be happy. Being in pain is not happy. So it's obviously trying to be in pain. The patient is not addicted to the pill itself. Well, he is physically. But he's looking to be out of pain. So we also developed a bridge shot that's vitamins and a few other things. It kills the pain for two weeks, which is about the same amount of time it takes for the CBDs to enact. So I can show the patient they're going to feel better. This is what they're going to feel like. They're going to feel better than they were before. And one of my quotes is, is, as I described to the patient, is you really don't know how dark the room is until you turn on the light. So we're turning on the light and saying, hey, this is your potential. This is how you feel. It's not as bad as you think it is. And then, obviously, we pack them with CBDs and vitamins and nutrients and build up all the body like it's supposed to be after it's been ravaged from other drugs. And we have an re- extremely good re- result in retraining them back to uh, functionality. Okay. I love it. I love this tricking the brain stuff. And then we're moving on to step three. What's this? We use a lot of very high-tech uh, rehabilitation movement things. We need to get them back because endorphins. CBDs are basically your endorphins and your national painkillers. So what we want to do now is get them more mobile, get them moving around. They're, now they're getting more confident. They're coming off the they're coming off the opioids. They're feeling better. They're getting their movement back. Now we use VR and virtual reality testing, things like that, and customize it to their own likes. For instance, we want movement. Tai Chi is a great one. Kung Fu. We even have them doing saber battles if they're Star Wars fans. It's all about the movement, getting them moving, getting them weight, getting all those things and getting them the muscles moving, things like that, so they become more functional. And then they'll step out. And as that goes on, as they're feeling better and they're becoming more mobile, then, of course, they're becoming more functional. And that just keeps continuing. The body does not want to be a couch potato. In a lot of cases, does not want to be debilitated. It wants to go out and work. That's what we do. It wants to move. It wants to go out and do things. But these pills really really debilitate a human brain and makes them a lot weaker than they think they are. But we can fix that. So once your patients are rehabilitated, their pain is controlled 78% of the time. Are they on this long term? It really depends on, you know, it really depends. And I'm, I'm a big follower of Dr. Ethan Russo's CBD deficiency syndrome theory. I'm a, I'm a big proponent of that is if you look back in the day, back, back 1800s, 1700s, CBDs and hemp and marijuana was a natural part of our diets and was absorbed through the skin and mother's milk. We ate it. It was very natural. And then it stopped. But there's another issue too, is that we make these endorphins based on CBDs and that's in, in every food that almost we eat. And right now, the way we're looking at it is there's just too much environmental water stress that the body just can't keep up and fight with the productions that it makes of its own body. So that needs to be added just like any other nutraceutical, vitamin C, zinc, 
whatever it needs to be, it's no different. Wow, that is a new concept for me. So you're saying that when we eat plentiful food, good food, is it actually stimulating CBD or is it endorphins? Are that are you saying? Well, it's the same thing. Endorphin is a precursor to the CBD and anhydride and uh, AEG are the endorphins that go from the postsynaptic uh, receptor to the presynaptic to modulate any pain and inflammation. And kind of as a feedback system to look to the brain to say, hey, shut off the pain or send such and such here. It's kind of the control tower of the body. But we get terpenes that are part of the CBDs, and we get those in our foods from vegetables to a lot of different things that we eat. So it's a normal part of the diet. With your background, you know this probably better than I do, is that we're just not eating as well as we used to. The foods are not the quality they used to be. They're not organic. They're not fresh. At least here in the United States, we have environmental insults. The water's bad. Air's bad. We don't go outside. We don't do manual labor. The theory is, is we've evolved, but the problems evolved much more than we're able to take it. So we need to supplement our CBD intake to fight those problems. And we're seeing that in positive results from Alzheimer's being diminished, uh, everything from seizures to just basic overall health and decreasing chronic pain. That's truly amazing. I really, really like this story that you're sharing with us Thank tonight. You. Okay, so this is available obviously in your area in Las Vegas. Is it being used around the States? We are moving around. We just rolled this out. It took me two and a half years to develop this program after I got hurt. And that was in the old days when it was really difficult finding manufacturers, so on and so forth. We now use FDA lab and it's all organic, non-GMO. We're really particular about what goes into it because the last thing we want to do is put in any toxins in the body and can't take it anyway. So we're very, very, very conscientious about the quality of what we use. And then subsequently we manufacture that. And we're moving in, our major client was here in Las Vegas, Nevada, but we're also negotiating in California and 22 other states to move this through. And can you see any bridging outside the states? Oh yeah, we've already, I've been in conversations with Australia and the EU on chronic pain and opioid dependence. The PTSD numbers we're learning a lot from and we're doing that as a non-combat related PTSD, but I do work with veterans groups as well. But yes, we're working outside the United States as well. And now, thanks to you, we're voices coming into Canada. So thank you for that. So the, with the PTSD, is it a kind of similar mechanism that we're talking about with the neurotransmitters and the... Very similar. And, and we've learned a lot. Everybody likes to say, well, there's not a lot of medical articles or, or support out there. And I, I, I disagree. They may not be targeted, but the incidentals off the reports and, and the findings that we're seeing in these reports are extremely important. And what happens is we know that about 40% of people with PTSD have been either abused sexually, physically, or verbally as children. And whatever that next thing is, whether it's a shocking event or something as an adult, PTSD occurs. And as you know, all that video and sound and smells that one sees and subconsciously and consciously brings into what's called the amygdala. And that's your fight or flight response. And then they run away from the bear. Let's say they run away from the bear. And then at the end of that, once you get rid of the bear, those memories and all that information goes down through the corpus callosum, which is that white matter, that brain neurotransmitter information tracked down through the brain, 
into the hippocampus and then it's you know disseminated into the brain so if you smell a bear then you know you're, it's a survival instinct what we found through an incidental finding was that there was fraying along the corpus callosum and those memories were trapped in the amygdala so they were constantly on override they're all constantly but when taking cbds it appeared that those fibers were able to heal again and those cracks heal up and they were able to start disseminating the information back into the brain and getting rid of the fight and flight response would subsequently subside over time. And then when I went to school, I imagine when you went to school, we couldn't regenerate neural tissue. And we're seeing regeneration of neural tissue with CBDs. Even down to my own frostbite that I got with the horse accident I spoke about. So I'm a walking, talking example of it. I was told I'd never walk again. They were going to amputate my legs and feet. But now I'm walking normally, my proprioception is back. And really, I attribute it to CBDs. They were, they were bad. I had frostbite, for God's sake. You know, one of the big issues that I come across in my career up here in Canada and also my colleagues that we struggle with is the purity. Are we getting what we're told we're getting? We don't have a problem with asthma. We don't have a problem with whatever other medications. But when we come to CBDs, for some reason, there's that problem of, purity and reproducible results and you know and this is what you touched on today which is very reassuring because i know that is lacking across the world so it is the bane of my existence we manufacture our own i did the formulations on it i have cbds and i do a lot of cbg and we have some proprietary stuff in there as far as terpenes targeting certain parts of the brain and like i said we've been very successful but we go way overboard and making sure it's pure. And many people don't know this, and you bring up an excellent point, is the hemp and marijuana plant, they are a chelation plant. They take the toxins out of the ground. Chinese did this and then sold it. We had some problems with some patients here that, that ingested it. But that CBD, those plants have to be in a clean, organic environment so they don't have no pesticides because that plant will absorb it and then pass it through its sap, which is the CB, where the cannabinoids are located. So it's the purity is the biggest problem I see. And the claims. And one of the issues that I found that you just touched on, too, is that not everybody gets the same amount because everybody's metabolism rate's different. Everybody's needs are different. Everybody's genetics are different. So what I have for one may not work as well as others, but we're seeing some averages in about the 100 and 110 milligrams a day for injured workers. And some need more, some need a little bit less. But the one thing that we have found is, regardless of the different dosages, we always see positive results without a negative. That's what's, I think, probably one of the high points of this. It makes me feel good. Okay. Well, this has been extremely enlightening for me, and I'm sure our audience tonight or today has learned a few things here. Now, just put yourself in the shoes of somebody with chronic pain. They're maybe in BC, Canada. They're maybe on the East Coast. How can they find out information that would help them? There's a couple different ways. PubMed's really great. I write some blog articles on doctorscannabisconsulting.com. I write a lot of articles on that. If they want to contact me through the site, they can. I can direct them into some areas of some articles that I like and that, that I publish out. We have, uh, I do... Uh, patient evaluations and I direct them in and there's some labs that I really like that stay current with the same mantra that I do as far as being, you know, no heavy metals, GMO, all those things that, that are purity and the patient knows what they're getting. There's some great companies out there, both in Canada and the United States. They're a little hard to find sometimes, but they're there. Well, I just encourage the audience, you know, reach out to Alan. 
he's there for you to answer some questions, direct the ship a little bit, because there is a quagmire out there to try and figure out what we're doing and what is the best. And I, I find often if you just speak to the, you know, strict to the horse's mouth, as it were, <laughs> you're going to get the right information and you can move forward in an expeditious way. So before you let me go, one thing, the big thing that goes back to you with your background, too, is these these things have really ravaged the bottles of the body. So what you do from a naturopathic point of view, all those other things, proper nutrition, eating and all that is critical in, in the overall return to functionality. So you and I are on the same page, and I really applaud what you're doing as well. I appreciate it. Well, thank you. Thank you. So, okay, we're going to bow out now. Again, it'd be great to um, meet you one day. It's not too far away from up here. Then I look forward to that. But I wish you all the best in what you're doing. It's massive. It's important. You're a leader. You're a pioneer. And I commend you for your efforts and your passion and your heart. So thanks so much. Thank you, Doctor. Thank you, Doctor. Have a good night.